What's up, everybody? Hi, guys. Welcome back. Are you good? Because we're not. Yeah. And we are literally unhinged. And if you're listening, you probably are too. Yeah. The background music doesn't really fit the vibe, but you know, no. a little chaotic energy never hurt anyone. We're going to need it because this episode is hot. It's heavy. It's, I, this is probably going to be my most vulnerable episode. This also is a surprise podcast. Yeah. Surprise. Surprise, Shade. <laughs> surprise, Shade. <laughs> Listen, today is Monday. February 6th. Mm-hmm. It's it's been tough. Um yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start. So yesterday I lost the most important person to me in the whole entire world. Yeah. Um my grandpa, he listen, look, I'm already my voice is already starting to go. It's okay. Um my grandpa raised me. Um my mom, my parents were divorced and Honestly, I'm just going to be very transparent. My dad left for the first time when I was three days old. And my grandpa stepped in from day one. And I never lacked for anything. He supported all of my dreams. Um, there wasn't anything that I ever needed to beg for. If I just looked at him and said, Pap. He knew. He, he got it for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm spoiled. And I never thought, like, listen, I'm just going to start, and we're going to go back, because when I was a kid, I used to literally pray that when they died, that I would die with them, because I remember that I did not ever want to live without them. And I remember my mom yelling at me, like, oh, my God, you, I was, like, six years old praying this prayer <laughs> that I was going to die when they did, because I did not want to live without them. And here I am, day one. It's okay. I never thought thought I'd be here. And I don't know how right now I'll ever get through, but I will. Yeah. And I just, oh my gosh, grief is so hard. And you never know if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the beauty of all of it. Like, you can. You know, you can be crazy, you can be insane, you can cry, you can yell. Yesterday, um, when we left the hospital, um, I just started running. <laughs> like, yeah. Full on sprinting through Mercy Hospital. And everybody's calling me, they're like, what's going on? And I just took off and I had to wait for the elevator, but like, I closed the door before anybody could get in there and I just ran as fast as I could to my car because I had to get away. Um, because, you know, I don't know. I was just, it was, it was a crazy moment. And, um, I, I just, like I said before, I, I never thought that we would ever be here. And I want to tell you just a little bit about my grandpa. Um, just backstory, because like I said, this is therapy for me mm-hmm. and I need to heal. And right now I am so beyond broken. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever recover, but my grandpa, um, his name was Ray and everybody that knew him called him Bud. Um, when he was little, his nickname was Buddy Boy and he went to school and he didn't know his real name. 
And they called home because he kept saying his name was Buddy Boy. And they're like, there's no Buddy Boy in this class. And Ray, Raymond, did not show up for class. But if you knew him, you loved him. He was a pastor for, oh, my gosh. His whole life. My whole life. So let me see. I have to pull it up because I couldn't even tell you how many years right now. Uh, Let's see. For 44 years, he pastored. And... um. And he was my pastor until he stepped down. And um, I just, you know how people say, oh, you know, they're so kind. They, they're they the nicest person. My grandpa never had anything bad to say about anybody. Yeah. I never, ever heard him spoke ill about people that literally robbed from him and treated him like dirt. He never spoke ill. And he would always tell me, because everybody knows I'm a little hothead, <laughs> he would say, you know what, Whitney, just let it go. Let it be like water rushing off a duck's back. And I tried to be like him, you know, but I'm failing. Um, but I don't know. People lose people all the time, and I'm sure and, – and I've lost people before that I was close to, but this one – this one just, I don't know. Is this the first person you've ever lost? No, 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 no. I just said I lost a lot of people before, but this is the, Close the closest. To you, okay, yeah, that's this what I meant. is the closest. Like I, my my other grandparents are, are gone, and and I love them, but my grandpa a different relationship when you yeah. Just, it was yeah. like he was my dad, and I and I have you know I have my dad, I have a stepdad, mm-hmm. but my grandpa he was a father to me, and. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. It's okay. Um, I was talking to your mom, Sydney, last night, and she said it best, like, you know, he, he's gone, but the world still goes on. Mm -hmm. And like today, I just, I felt like. I don't even know. Like, I can't even... It's hard to put into words, but I, um... Everything's still open. My job, you know, they still... I couldn't show up today because I was a basket case, but, you know, life still goes on, and and he's not here. And... Yeah. It's just... I said it last night. Like, I feel like this vital piece of me is missing. Mm. and he was the glue of our family he held me together I mean there's there's some so many times in my life that I had mental breakdowns because you know mentally ill but he he knew how to put me back together and it's just I don't know I don't know what I'll do yeah but the irony of grief is that the person that you need to talk to about how you feel is the person that's no longer here. And this would be something that he would walk me through. And now I have to figure it out. So I'm struggling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I understand, you know, if, if you've ever lost anybody. And, you know, there's... You're never ready. And... and my grandpa got sick five months ago, and they told us 
five months ago that he'd have six months. And this is where I'm about to get really, really vulnerable. Um, I, you know, I have faith in God and in Jesus, and I have seen people be healed. And I believed wholeheartedly that God would heal him, especially because of who my grandpa was as a pastor and as a faithful, faithful man of God. And he didn't. And not that it, you know, for a minute, that's how the enemy will creep in and make you lose confidence in God. And and this has been the hardest thing that I have to navigate through. But sorry, I'm like snot nosed. I know. Everybody loves a snot nose. I know God is still a healer. And I know that my grandpa, his whole life, he wanted to go to heaven. That's why and, he's there. Yeah. And he believed that, you know, one day the time would come when God would call him home. And that's where he he prepared for that his whole life. And I have to be okay with that. And I have to navigate through these feelings because... It's hard, though. I mean, like... Yeah, like, I just... I really thought that God would heal him. And I know spiritually with through my beliefs, you know, that when we go to heaven, we are made new and we get new bodies. I I believe that that happened. I know that that happened, but I just wanted more time. And I got almost 30 years with him, but I was like, I'm jealous that my mom had 50 years with him. I'm jealous that my grandma had, you know, uh, 50 fi- 58 years with him, yeah. you know, but they, but that married, but they've known each other since they were little. I'm jealous of his sisters and brothers who've known him for 78 years. I'm just, I wish I had more. And another thing, you know, he, he had some, um, non-alcoholic liver issues. He died of cirrhosis of the liver, but non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic. But he also um, had dementia, mm. and that's a whole thing in itself. But that's so hard. Um, just seeing him forget things, and then he couldn't walk anymore. And my work was so gracious; they we had a we have a wheelchair um, van, and they allowed me to pick him up and take him places and take him to church. So he had a little bit of his life back before the end. <laughs> But I'm just so sad because, you know, it was his birthday and we were going to celebrate on this coming Saturday. But now that's the day that we're having his funeral. And it's just, it's so much. It's like, I can't even, I don't even, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. And this probably makes no sense. But like I said before, I just have to get this off my chest. Um... And when we were talking about, you know, grief and a lot of people try to suppress it and they, they won't feel things. And at first when it happened, I was like, that's what I'm doing. I I have to be brave. I have to, you know, I have to be there for my grandma, my mom, like they need to grieve, but I don't need to. And 
I just had this like moment when I was alone and I was like, no, you need to feel this with everything that you have because it's going to do more damage in the long run if I don't get to process this right now. So last night I came home, I was at Sydney's house and we unpackaged all of our newest podcast stuff. Yeah. All of our new equipment. And then I got in the car and it hit me. I got like two minutes down the road from her house and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I thought that I don't even know. I could barely see when I was driving home and it just, it hurt to talk. It hurt to love. It just hurt. It hurt to be, to exist. And I went in my room and I just, I needed somebody to talk to, but like everybody was asleep at my house and I didn't want to call anybody. I just wanted like somebody in that moment. And so I was just crying in my pillow. I was trying to be quiet because I didn't want to wake anybody up, but my mom heard me. She came in and Adam came in. My mom just laid in my bed and just hugged me and loved on me. And it just, I don't know. It's just, it's so hard to like exist when things are difficult. And not a lot of people want to talk about that. And I'm not saying that I want to die, but it's just so hard to get up, get dressed, get a shower when you're down in the dumps and I am I am in the lowest of lows right now. It, it, sometimes I feel like it hurts even worse whenever you know that like the th- for me like the day someone passes almost seems to be the easiest uh-huh. because everyone's world stops. Yeah. And then it's those days after where the world keeps spinning and you can't even get out of bed yet. Yeah. I like to describe it as like do you know those like scenes in movies where something tragic just happened to them and or everything's like, like going fast around and they're them. just standing okay like bella and new moon mm-hmm. when like the seasons are changing and, and she's and just in the chair s- yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's how i feel it's it's real life that's a real life feeling i don't mm-hmm. know what the term is mm-hmm. and i think too like and i know people mean well um a lot of people that are christians and have faith and they're telling me like oh don't cry. He's in heaven. Like, I understand that. Yeah. I, I, I believe that, but I just had him here. Yeah. And, and I know, and I know they mean well and they're not, but I, it's just, no one wants to lose someone. Yeah. And I think too, like, I understand they don't, we don't want, I don't want to go into depression. I've been there before, but nobody likes to talk about those days when you can't get out of bed. You can't eat. You're curled up in a ball. No, like people just, they like to hush that. But I'm going to just tell you, that's been me. My whole family right now, they went to Chili's and I couldn't go because I, I don't want to eat. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I think I'm dehydrated. I, I have my Stanley. I haven't had a drink in like two days. We're in the same outfit. <laughs> I'm wearing the same outfit for like three days. Sydney knows she's seen but me. But I do that willingly if it makes you feel any better. I haven't washed my hair. He went in the hospital Friday You've it's, just been there since Friday. Yeah, and I'm going back to work tomorrow. I don't know how. I don't know how that's gonna happen. Why are you going back to work tomorrow? They told me I don't have to, but you want to keep yourself busy. I need the distraction. I feel like if I if I don't like, I already feel like I'm really like completely transparent, completely vulnerable. I'm teetering on like a line of where I've been before that I do not want to go back to, mm-hmm. and. 
You know your limits. Yeah. And I know, I know my grandpa would not want me to cry and grieve for him like Mm -hmm. this, but we just all have our ways of coping. But you have, like, I feel like sometimes in not, I don't even want to say in the Christian world because I feel like it's just not true, but it's so easy to just try to get on and go. Like when Mm -hmm. Lexi died, I like, I think my whole family knows this. My dad just said it like a few weeks ago in January when we were visiting with friends. He's like, me personally, I don't think Sydney ever healed from that or recovered from that. And like, not to say that like, that's great. Cause it's not like, mm-hmm. and it's these kind of moments where obviously we know our boundaries, but we also have to know, you know, it's, we have to feel these things because suppressing it and, mm-hmm. and, and not dealing with it just leaves you with so much more. Yeah later down the road like when I went to school when I moved like that's when I knew I never healed from it I mean because I was you that strong person like when she died um my neighbor the neighbor girls came down and their mom and the the pastor our youth pastor came over and I don't think I don't think I cried that day Mm -hmm. I sat and I can remember um their mom made like a joke that like i like was just staring like I was like a stone wall and I can remember it because I was I was sitting on the ottoman and I just sat there because mm-hmm. that's just and then that's all I knew I, there was never a time where I think I actually really grieved right and it sucks yeah. like you said your life and then you get those people that like will post to make you know I don't know if anyone's on this for your grandpa but like post because they want to be in on it because it's like tragic and people mm-hmm. will like cling to tra- tragedy oh yeah yeah, I mean, it, and and that's where, like, I've also been, like, struggling, and this is also another re- really real, raw moment. Um, there's people that, when my grandpa got sick, Were that excited. never, they, they never reached out. Yeah, they, they don't care and then until now that, something now happens. And now that he's gone, they're, you know, they're posting him on their page, and it makes me want to slap the mess out of them, but... My grandpa would just tell me, let it go, Whitney. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, man, you know, don't get followers don't, and attention from. Don't get off of my grandpa's death. Yes. And it's hard. Like, I want to just, ooh, I can't even, I can't even describe how mad that makes me. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to look past all of that. You know, it's just. On to better things. <sighs> yeah. It's the little things that hurt the most, I would say. Yeah. And I think, like, for me, like, what's going through my head now is, like, all the things that I had planned on him being here for mm-hmm. that he won't be. Mm-hmm. And, like, those those joyful days, this, this day is going to come back, you know, all the time and it's gonna be hard like you know I'm sure you feel the same way about your friend like you know you would have wanted her there when you got married yeah when you graduate and all those things and they're not there for it and you're just like I planned on it it doesn't matter how long it's been Lexi passed in I think it was 2015 and I just graduated in December. Yeah. And it was hard for me. You want them there for the big things. Yeah. And, and the little things. Like, you know, my grandpa used to call me all the time. He he was not good with, like, smartphones. 
And he would leave me voicemails and he would he would forget who he was talking to, but he didn't realize he could just open it and see that it was me and move it from his ear. Yeah, he would like leave me he would think it's somebody's birthday and he would sing happy birthday to Frank, but he called me and I'm just gonna miss that. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna miss him calling me up and asking me to go to Cracker Barrel or you know, I also like the last, I don't even know, five years of my life, I've taken them on vacation because yeah. he, you know, he, he was getting lost. And the week he got sick, um, we were supposed to go to Myrtle Beach. And I just, it's just hard because, you know, all of those things that we used to do, it's, it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm nervous about my family, you know, like my grandma and like I said earlier, he was the glue that held everybody together. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't want us to not be together anymore. And I don't want us to stop getting together on holidays. Oh my God, I'm such a mess. But I'm I, those are things that I'm scared about. And you know, I my friend Holly. She was talking to me about, you know, the loss of her dad. And it's, you know, it happened years ago, but it's just something that you never get over. And little smells will come around and you think of them. And um, I actually found this quote that really resonated with me. It's like a little paragraph, but I'm going to read it. And it's called The Reality of Loss. Here's what I want you to know. This really is as bad as you think, no matter what anyone else says, this sucks. And what happened cannot be made right. What is lost cannot be restored. There's no beauty here inside the central fact. Acknowledgement is everything. You're in pain. It can't be made better. The reality of grief is far different from what others see from the outside. There is pain in this world that you can't be cheered out of. You don't need solutions. You don't need to move on from your grief. Mm-hmm. You need someone to see your grief, to acknowledge it. You need someone to hold your hand while you stand there in blinking horror, staring at the hole that was your life. Some things cannot be fixed. They can only be carried. And That's really good. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that there's no hope and I'll never find joy and I, and I won't be happy, but this is not something that I ever want to shy away from like this jarred my whole world and I don't know it's just loss and losing loved ones and friends I just don't think like I don't know I don't know how people get over it Uh, yeah it's hard and I and like that said I think you just learn how to carry it and it gets easier but some days some days are going to be hard, and you might have a couple good days, and then boom. Sucker punch you right in the throat. Yeah, like I was doing really, really good yesterday. Like, yes, in the moment when it happened, I mean, I wasn't there when it happened, but we had to go to the hospital to say goodbye, and we had to release the body. And I did really, really good um, initially, and I, you know, I... Hugged him and kissed him, and um, and then I had my episode where I was running through the hospital like I worked there, like Grey's Anatomy or something. <laughs> but 
I did really good the rest of the day. We, we, we had family come over to the house and, and I never cried. I went to your house and then it just got me. But, um, I also, I know crying is so good for you. Um, there's this lady that I know her name is Ruth. And one time I was going through something traumatic (laughs) and I did not cry. I was totally like stoic, like, I mm-hmm. didn't feel anything, but she told me that um, if, you, if, you, if you've ever tasted tear, you know it's like salty, mm-hmm. and salt cleanses the wounds. Mm-hmm. And she told me to just let the tears flow and let it cleanse me, wash me clean. And that's really good. Yeah, and there are some. I found eight surprising benefits of crying. Number one, it helps relieve pain. Two, it releases toxins and it detoxifies your body. It helps you self-soothe. It restores emotional balance. It can improve your mood. Helps you recover from grief. Helps your body bounce back from trauma. And it gets you support from others. So if Mm -hmm. you're going through something, let it out like Mm -hmm. me. I cried four times on this episode already. I don't even know how many minutes in we are. 25. 25 minutes in and I cried four times. It's okay. But I'm just saying, um, I said all that to just say, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. It's, and it's hard. And I think that's okay. Like, I don't think that we have to figure it out. You never have to have it all together and shame on anyone that makes you feel like you have to. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, and and I've been the person that th- thought that I had Same. to have it together, but I know right now I am probably going to have to get on medication again <laughs> because I was for a long time. And I think that, you know, people don't like to talk about that, and there's such a stigma behind mental health, but I think that I genuinely think that I might <laughs> need something. Yeah. I don't know. Take it day by day. Yeah. For sure. I'm, but I there's mean, nothing. But I am going to listen to my body. And there's if, not anything wrong with. Yeah. With that. Yeah. If you, if you need it. Yeah. And I, and before I was, I was like, oh my God, if people are like, you know, talked about it or wanted to get on it, but mm-hmm. I, I've been there mm. and it just, you know, helped me for, and, and then when I didn't need it, I didn't need it. But I just, I think people don't like to talk about it and it's kind of like. There's a stigma against it, and it's ugly, and it's just... Yeah. But I'm just telling you, it's fine. <laughs> I I forget what I was... It was, like, a video or something, and they were talking about, like, like grief, obviously, and mm-hmm. um, I struggled with this with Lexi because, you know, I was, like, 15. We were inseparable. Our backyards were, like, in the same... Mm-hmm. We lived in the same complex, like, when she had her heart attack mm-hmm. or stroke or whatever it was in her house. She died. And then mm-hmm. her mom brought her back. Uh, she was asking for me. And so I ran like I was, we were close enough to where like I could run. I was just in my pajamas, my pajama shirt, mm-hmm. you know, and losing a friend at that young, like that changes your life. Cause especially since both of my grandpas and both of my parents died, they both passed when I was, I think like super young, I think nine was like the la- my when my dad's dad had passed. So I've never lost, I don't think I ever lost family before I lost Lexi that I could remember. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it shapes you. And 
growing up in high school and, you know, going to college, it, like, wrecks your soul, especially, like, just those quiet moments, like, you know, graduating high school was the biggest thing that was hard for me because we were supposed to go to high school together. Right. And we drove, my my mom and her mom, We they would carpool Lexi and I up until she passed, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember looking at something, watching something, and I'm going to butcher it, but it said something about, like, you know, I... I grieve still about the loss of my mother, but it just shows me how much I loved her. Yeah. You know, and I, and you never want to forget how much you loved your grandpa. And that's in a, in grief is a part of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is that you're, you just, you just got to celebrate the little wins. I mean, my grandma passed in November, this past November. And honestly, it, it hurt me a lot more than I thought it was going to hurt me because I didn't grow up with, I'm not, I'm not close with my grandparents. I'm really not like, I'm not close with my grandma, the only grandparent I have now. Um, we, I've just never, you know, been mm-hmm. close with her. Um, like I love my grandma, but never like super, super close. Like you are with your grandpa relationship. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably also what bothered me is I always, I always loved my Oma. She, she lived hours away, but you know, it's hard when that, when you that distance is there you know yeah, growing up sure. I, I always longed I loved her I don't know what it was but I looked up to her I I, I wish I could have visited more but what can you do when you're mm-hmm. young can't drive it's eight hours away right um and then we went to go visit her when was that October yeah November October I think I, yeah it was it was pretty random it was like a we knew she was yeah about to it was pass. like two weeks before November I think yeah so we went our family got together and I knew that was going to be the last time I saw her, but, like, it hit differently because we always called her a cat because she always had eight lives. Like, she's had cancer before. She got really sick before. Like, it was always something with her, you Mm -hmm. know, and you knew that. Yeah. But it was just – it. I think it hit more because I was away from my family. Mm -hmm. I was in Birmingham. I had myself, you know, I was still in school. I couldn't couldn't stop. I already took my leave of absence once. Right. You know, and – hearing like my parents call me and say like the day she passed like they were like we were on the phone like we watched her pass like on FaceTime like we got to say goodbye and it's just like and I was like was it just you and dad and my mom was like no Bailey was there Aunt Kathy was there Uncle Mike was there it was hard I was the only one and I had like I had anger Mm -hmm. because I was like how dare you forget about me yeah you know and that Grief in any way of losing someone is so hard because I loved my almost so much. I don't know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like only, I think it was because this past time I went to visit her was a time that I got to like really talk to her because I used to be scared of her because she always was sick, mm-hmm. you know. And like, you just you you find a weird groove of carrying on, which is weird enough, mm-hmm. but like, it's the moments where you like feel like you're about to start crying and you don't want to, you don't want to cry. Like whether you're doing the littlest things, like I would just be thinking of her and I'd start crying. And like right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I, you don't want to stray away from them. Mm -hmm. And like, I would say for me too, like sitting in those memories and just thinking about like, obviously don't go down like a dark, deep hole, but it's okay to sit and think of memories of your grandpa and like, remember the good times because those are memories that God has given you for a reason Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and like obviously the time where he got sick and you like prayed for that miracle we all I that's what I had texted my mentor Carly and I was like how do I 
how do I pray for my grandma right now? Mm-hmm. Because like I was you, like my family was all saying like, just pray that like God takes her in her sleep. And that was so hard for me mm-hmm. to like, I can't pray that my grandma dies, mm-hmm. but I don't want to pray that she lives and suffers, you know? Mm-hmm. And like the one thing I just had to continuously pray was, God, whatever your will is, whether that's her healed on earth, whether that's her healed with you, mm-hmm. Father, I trust you and know that your will is so much better than mine. And it takes, you have to take such like a humbling position in understanding the the deepest, most intimate prayer that you could pray to him. Mm-hmm. And it takes guts and it takes like faith. It takes faith to know that mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. like, and, like, I'm not saying I know what you're feeling because you have such a deeper, more intense, intimate relationship with your grandpa. But, like, when I tell you that in, it's so hard to believe sometimes, but, like, God is too good not to believe. Yeah. I uh, Trust me. I. But it's also okay to be mad. <laughs> that's, I'm not mad. I don't know. I don't know what I am. I, like. You're going through seven stages of grief. <laughs> that's what yeah. you are. I like like we said earlier. I I prayed, and I wanted God to heal him. But at the same time, I did not want him to suffer. If he wasn't gonna have a hundred percent quality, I didn't want it. Yeah, he couldn't walk anymore. Yeah, he was a man. Before he got sick, he was never idle. Uh, he mowed, he pushed mowed our church or our lawn. My when I lived in Talmadge. We had a huge, huge yard, and our lawn, our riding lawnmower was broke down at the time, always, but he would come over and would push mow our lawn in his suit. Mm-hmm. He was always busy, and he never, never wanted to stay home. He was always on the go, and the last six, five months of his he life, was bedridden. he was bedridden. He hated that. Yeah. He, every day he would say, let's go. Let's get out of here. And I was like, where are you going to go, Pap? He would say, I just want to get out of here. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't help him. And so if God, you know, if God couldn't heal him 100%, I, I wanted him to just, I wanted him to be whole in heaven. Yeah, he is. And he he is. And. As much as I hated seeing him like that, these last five months, I got to spend almost every day with him. I only missed a few when I was sick, and Mm -hmm. his immune system was compromised, and I couldn't be there. So I only missed a few few of those days. And we would, my, my dad would bring his piano over, my stepdad. But he's also my dad. Shout I would, out JB. Yeah, JB. He would bring his piano over. And if you knew my grandpa, my grandpa was a singer. He sang the most beautiful tenor. And he loved to worship God. And we would get on the piano and we would sing. And my grandpa from his bed would lift his hands and tell God how good he was, even though he was in pain, even though he couldn't move. And that's what I want to stay with me mm-hmm. and to carry with me because, you know, there's going to be times when life gets hard. But I want to still have a song in my heart. 
I want to still be able to love people and love God. And I hope that that is what stays with me. And that's his legacy. Yeah. Because, like, that stuff you just, it's just not normal. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to sing about the goodness of God. And he, he did. He knew him. He did. And I think, I feel like, I feel like when he got sick in September and you were praying for that miracle, that was the miracle God needed you to see. Mm-hmm. Was well, like your grandpa was, you knew how great of faith he was and you just saw it for like six months. I know. And even up until his last breath, he was, he couldn't sing anymore. But he, he did at the beginning of the night mm-hmm. when we were there, but. Into like three and four in the morning, he died at five fifty-seven. He, they were playing music on the phone and singing with him. He was still lifting his hands and praying, and just mouthing the words. And he literally died doing what he loved. And I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that my whole family got to see that. And we, oh my gosh, we were on the eighth floor of mercy hospital (laughs) there's 50 people in his room and we're just singing the every song that he loved yeah and we worshiped and i felt the presence of god in that room and even though my flesh i you know i'm like you're gonna live you're gonna stay here but my spirit rejoices because i know where he is yeah and now i have a hope and i got to that pushes me to want to live better so mm-hmm. I can go see him again. Yeah. You know, if, you know, love alone could have saved him, he would have never died mm-hmm. as much as I loved him. Mm-hmm. And I will always love him. And I know you'll always love your Oma and Lexi and the people that we meet and we learn to love and Eventually, you know, their time is up and we lose them. We just have to carry that love with us. Yeah. Whew. It's it's a hard balance. Yeah. But you learn. Mm-hmm. And there will be a day where you you will be able to, you know, talk about him and talk about the good things and the hard things and you mm-hmm. won't have you won't have to cry. And I know that sounds like I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but it like in that day you you might not never know. You probably will never know when it comes because yeah. like it, especially right now, but like, you know, I mean, shoot, why am I crying about my own? It happened in November. Sometimes <laughs> you just don't know if you're grieving or not, but it's okay. I think I'll probably always cry. My grandpa was a crier and he was sensitive and tender. And the older I get, the, Happy mo- tears. the more I'm like that. I think mm-hmm. I cry most days now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not always sad. But joyful. Yeah. But you'll be able to celebrate those moments. Like it won't be this feeling of like heartache. It's that feeling of thank God I got to experience this. Mm Mm-hmm. Like let us never forget. Yeah. And I still got a big week ahead of me. It's only Monday. Yeah. Friday. Um, calling hours are Friday. Funeral is Saturday, and then we're having a private burial because I know there's going to be a ton of people there. But I just right now I'm I don't know where I am. Yeah. (laughs) emotionally but that's okay and if you've ever been there or if you are there now you're not alone and I just want to say um to anybody that's listening if you are ever in a dark place 
and you feel like you have no hope and you don't know what to do, please contact me or Sydney. Mm -hmm. I don't care what time it is. Yeah. I'm a light sleeper. I hear my phone. Mm -hmm. I want to be there for you. Um, There's been times in my life that I never thought that I would live to see another day. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to live, Mm -hmm. but thankfully... I'm still here. Yeah. It got better. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to know that they are not alone and, and that I'm here and I love you and I care for you and I want good things for you. And yeah. Um, yeah. So before we go, there's a Bible verse that's, that has stuck with me for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and feel free, you know, if you don't end it here. So thank you for listening. <laughs> but if you want to listen, continue. It's in John. It's John 16. It's, you know, it's, um, I think it's right before it talks about, you know, Jesus was crucified and mm-hmm. everyone was going home. It was like the night, you know, and it just says, Jesus said, behold, the hour is coming. It's John 16, 32. It says, behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will, when you will be scattered each to his own home you will leave me alone yet I'm not alone for the father is with me mm-hmm. and I think that that's how we can feel you know everybody everybody moves on yeah. everybody will wake up and the week will be over the the hurt will be over for them mm-hmm. but you will still feel alone you'll still feel like everyone's scattered but literally like you can't it's hard but like fear not like your father's with you yeah and like Jesus says that Mm-hmm. And that's a promise that he keeps. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whoever needed to hear it. Like your father in heaven who has created you for such a time as this, a purpose for whatever it looks like, whatever you're going through, like give him glory mm-hmm. because he's with you. Amen. And it, and it sucks and it's hard. And there's times where I was crying on my knees, screaming to my God. Like, you are not here. Where are you? Yeah. And he's never left. Yeah. And, like, how selfish of me to think that my God has ever left me. Yeah. But, like, our God in, in heaven cares for us enough Yeah. to stick by our side and collect all of our tears. Amen. He's probably got a lot of pools for me. Same. <laughs> he's got an ocean or two. Yeah. An Atlantic. Yep. Well, we just hope that this is heavy stuff and I don't know how it'll be received and that's fine if it's not received well this this was for me this I already this is feel, our documentation of our lives <laughs> I already feel so much lighter um just by getting that off my chest and I really haven't had like an honest conversation about how I feel and where I'm at and mm-hmm. it felt really good so it's a checkpoint you'll thanks, have a, you'll have a lot of those yeah thanks for listening I'm sure this will not be, like, the last thing, the last you hear of this. No. But we wanted to also talk about it because, you know, it it, it affected both of us. mm -hmm. It affected the podcast. Like, we took a day off because it's Mm well-deserved. And, you know, we said we'd be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And also, like, mental health is really important to me and Sydney. Mm -hmm. And this is is a part of that. Mm -hmm. And it's going to kind of, like... Which you'll get this episode before some other ones, but this kind of is gonna take, uh, this is gonna kind of move us into like the transition we wanna be for a little bit Mm -hmm. where we talk about mental health and how important it is to have a support system and Mm -hmm. 
to talk about what you're going through because if you don't, oh my gosh, you'll be eaten alive. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we hope this finds you well. Um, and if you are, if you believe in prayer, please pray for me or yeah. send me good thoughts, positive vibes. But yeah. but most importantly, prayer for me. Um, I'm yeah. gonna need it. Um, this is, will be the hardest thing that I will have to walk through. Um, my grandpa's so special to me. He always will be. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel the same way about my grandma. I hope I'm not like, you know, no. painting him up. And they are both uh, pillars in my life. They are giants and they've left giant imprints in me that, whew, yeah. I, I could talk about them all night. But um, well, I thank you for listening. And wherever you are in the world, good morning, good day, good night. We will talk to you later.